Bill, according to our records, you're dead. I'm what? Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple, and I am your host, Darnley G, Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. This episode, episode two, is AI is going to kill you. Now, that may seem a bit toward, to be honest, but there's a reason why. And I thought this was necessary to make a episode about evil AI or human destroying AI is because I really want to sound the alarm bell in terms of where we're going, the direction we're heading in terms of the actuality of this becoming real. And I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not trying to scare. I'm not trying to make it seem like, you know, the world's going to end at this time. That is not what I'm trying to illustrate here. What I am trying to illustrate is the importance of this information and the necessities of getting this information understood. And we can do something about that because in the cyber community, we understand the benefits of artificial intelligence. Uh, we use artificial intelligence today. Um, the stat here is that over 30% of things that are out there are used by AI or were created by AI. So really it comes down to understanding the reasons why um, AI is going to kill us and understand what we can do about it because there is a way that we can put a stop to it. But I really want to talk about sort of the reasons why it's going to do that. But as well, you know, talk about the benefits, but also the 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 negative the negative aspects of it too. So I'll go through some examples. Um, <clears throat> this is not an extensive list by any means, but I at least want to highlight the fact that these are the things that are going to potentially harm us. And nothing's ever cast in stone, but uh, as uh, ex-analyst myself, I can do the math and projections. And this has been done by people that are, you know, 100,000 times smarter than I am. But it just makes sense. If you, if you connect the dots, if you've played connect the dots as a child, this will all make sense. So what if all this technology that we create, you know, be it good or bad, kill us or attempt to kill us. And this isn't, like I said, something that I'm trying to make you scared or, you know, stay up at night. That's not my intention, but I'm, I'm serious when I say this is the fact that even today in 2020, uh, there is technology out there and that has been out there for, you know, five going on 10 years, uh, between the five, 10 year mark that are designed to kill humans. And you may already know about it in some way, shape or form, but it's continuing to evolve. Um, we understand that technology makes our lives easier. 
Um, we understand that with artificial intelligence, it helps us understand our universe better with machine learning, um, algorithms, etc. Which is amazing because I understand the complexities of life, the complexities of our society, and with the technological advancements, you have to understand that AI is there to make our lives easier. But I'm talking about the things that all of the militaries out there that are creating these technologies, uh, state-sponsored technologies, etc., meant to help destroy or help target people, human beings, and destroy them. And this kind of brings up a concern to me personally because I understand if you want a good, well, here's a good example. Here's, here's a great example. And if you know what this is or not, please let me know. But this, this really kind of illustrates, you know, back in the day, not back in my day, I'm not that old, but back, back in during the world wars of what happened. So I don't know if you guys know what a Gatlin gun was. Um, if you don't know, Google it, Gatlin gun. Um, to those who do know that, amazing. So what do you think the Gatlin gun was built for? Well, the Gatlin gun was built in the American Civil War to reduce the amount of humans or men that were meant to be on the battlefield because back in the Civil War days, rifles were at their infancy and they moved on from using uh, black powder weapons, which were muskets, to um, actual weapons that we know today. So when the Gatling gun was created, it was meant to reduce the amount of people needed on the battlefield. And it was kind of like the precursor to the machine gun that would automate firing multiple shots at the same time. And this weapon was developed was kind of when it was developed, it was meant to save lives, which is counterintuitive when you think about it, but it was literally designed to save lives when the, the, the developer, and I, I don't get me wrong, I, I don't have that information, I apologize, but the developer of this weapon stated that this particular weapon's meant to save lives. And as you know, the people that are in front of the barrel, not so much, but it's basically meant to reduce the amount of soldiers that were required on the battlefield. So instead of having 20 or 30 soldiers firing rifles at the same time, you have this one machine gun that you need four people to operate, but would reduce the amount of men that were, were required on the battlefield, which makes sense. And you'll see what I'm getting at in a moment here. So when you, when you automate machine guns. Um, but let me say this, the Gatlin gun was essentially a precursor to machine guns, right? And uh, throughout uh, World War One, um, like the Boer Wars, World War One, um, World War Two, um, you know, the Vietnam, and all the other wars ensuing and afterwards, you would see a complete evolution of gun warfare. And we've gone from black powder weapons for muskets to rifles to fully automatic machine guns. And this is, this created, this is, well, really it actually exponentially created much more death than we could have imagined, especially when the Gatling gun was created. 
And that's kind of the segue into AI killing us. And, and this is kind of where I want to sound the alarm bells because when the Gatling gun was developed, it had a good premise. Literally, it said, the developer said, well, we don't have to put 20 men on, we only put four men on, right? And if you can correlate that to artificial intelligence, you can see that our AI was meant to reduce the amount of human effort in um, doing a certain task, etc. And really, like, what is the definition of artificial intelligence, right? The definition of artificial intelligence is the development of computer systems to perform tasks that would normally require human intelligence. So that would be visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and uh, uh, transcribing language, right? That's the sort of basic definition of AI. I know it's more than that, but you know, it's, it's really what I'm getting at right now is the fact that we are with AI reducing the amount of intelligence that humans would have to intervene. So one thing would be facial recognition. And if any of you read the news or are in touch with the world, you have to understand that the Chinese government um, employs a lot of facial recognition. And they're actually tying that into a lot of social constructs that could potentially or will judge the citizens of China on their good deeds, what they do, but also kind of gives more of a Talitorian effect on the country itself. And yeah, I know they're communists, but understand that with um, the NSA incident as well with Edward Snowden, Edward Snowden um, with the NSA spying on the Americans and potentially the rest of the world, you have to understand that it's kind of a give and take. Um, when it comes to your security, your privacy, etc., right? Because you have to understand a lot of that information we divulge online. And these things do not go away, right? I think the biggest issue here is the fact that a lot of people put content online and they don't realize that this content could potentially be used against them at a future date. So when it comes to our AI overlords, you have to understand that this information is stored online and it won't take much for a, a more advanced artificial intelligence to scour the internet and basically get a potential target information on you and would be able to sort of create some sort of character map about you and would know certain things that you would go to, certain your, your favorites, you know, because we're creatures of habits. So it won't take much for a computer algorithm to figure us, figure us out. That's kind of what I'm saying. But in terms of AI for death, you have to understand that there are a lot of designs, um, a lot of plans, and even a lot of technology that's even out today that's been used or being used by a lot of these uh, nation states. And these are the big ones. And I'm talking about United States, China, uh, Israel, Russia, to name a few, are some of the, the bigger military powers that are, are investing a lot of money in artificial intelligence. And one of the ones, for example, um, if you ever heard of the T-14, it's an automatic tank. So we all know driverless cars are coming, which are great, blah, blah, blah. But the problem is that they have in, in Russia, they have a already, like this isn't in concept, like this is in production. The Russian military 
has ordered over 130 of these T14 automatic tanks. I think they're called Armadas, if I'm correct. And these are driverless vehicles. They don't require human intervention. They're literally an automated tank. And this kind of sets the precursor to the future warfare that all the big militaries out there are investing money in research and development in these automatic weapons that could kill humans. And as going back to the Gatling gun, as much as that's great, you know, you don't have to risk human lives, etc. But you have to kind of peel the layers back a bit to realize like, yeah, just like the Gatling gun, yes, you could reduce the amount of soldiers that are firing these antiquated rifles on the battlefield. Okay, I understand that. However, when you're thinking about putting a goddamn automated tank in the battlefield, um, yes, the, the person who owns the tank may not risk soldiers, may not risk human lives, but you're effectively exponentially creating the amount of death that this particular AI tank could destroy. So even though some of these manufacturers of these weapons of death, automated weapons of death, will say to me, well, you know, we can target civilian. We don't be, we, we are only be able to target certain things like, um, you know, hostilities and we'll be able to avoid targets like civilians. And yeah, that's great. Um, but that's depending on the, the person that's, or the people that are on the other side. And that's sort of the, the caveat to all this. So, but you also look at what the U.S. military employs is the the drones, and a lot of these drones even today are being um, retrofitted with AI. And the programmers would essentially say, uh, "Okay, well, I'm going to put this target of this individual or these individuals or things, whatever, into this intelligence." And basically, these drones will fly off on their own and would look around for a target until it finds that target. It will drop bombs, shoot it, kill it, destroy it, whatever, or surveillance, whatever. But this particular drone requires no human intervention, even on a computer, that this thing can literally be programmed to look for these targets and destroy them or collect information or whatever. And it will do it on cell on its own. So we're basically breathing life and breathing death into these machines. And they'll be able to make a decision. And this is this is where the plot thickens. And this is why I'm selling the alarm bells with this podcast is because we are breathing, breathing in this intelligence into life to pick and choose to kill human beings or destroy targets, right? And I understand that we are as imperfect like our artificial intelligence. I get that. But it's like that story. It's an ancient story. And I believe, oh my God, I believe it was about the king that wanted to make everything he touches into gold. And um, I believe it was Greek. I don't quote me on that. This is top of my head here. I apologize. But he basically, the story goes like he wanted, this king wanted to, everything he touched turned into gold. And when he got that wish, he basically was touching everything like his his wife, his kids, everything he touched it was the gold. He basically became lonely. But that's sort of like the precursor to the destruction of breathing death into AI or making AI select how it's going to destroy targets. And and that's really what we're talking about. And 
you would think for one second that the governments of the world would say, hey, you know, this is not great. But what you don't see or hear is that a lot of these um, nations don't give a damn and they fight against people that are trying to stop this from happening to kind of put the the brakes on the development but the problem is all these major players like to name a few um, united states russia china the united kingdom uh, and some nations in the european union are developing these or israel let me let me make that clear too that because they have a lot of uh, ai weapons as well but all of these nation states are creating these weapons and are basically saying, well, there's no definition to this. You know, we don't want to talk about it. Right. But all the while they're investing trillions of dollars in developing these weapons and it's going to be too late because as we know, and there's a plethora of examples out there that these threats trump the democracy. Right. I'm not talking about the president. I'm, I'm just saying that it just basically trumps what our democracy process is about, about understanding how this technology can affect us. So unfortunately that these governments are going to create these killer robots. And I also want to highlight the fact that a lot of, a lot of the cyber weapons that were designed and distributed through the U S government, either Iran, Russia, etc., um, becomes quite destructive when it's in civilian hands. So we're creating that those militaries are creating these technologies they're creating these ai yet they're not taking into account the recourse of these weapons once they become commercialized so once these weapons get into the hands of the public that literally people can create these robots flying robots uh, of of ai persuasion and kill people and if that doesn't scare you then uh, <laughs> I don't know what else will, but um, at least right now, um, we're not at the Terminator stage. And I, I, I breathe a sigh, a sigh of relief on that, but we are going down that route. Like we are going down that rabbit hole and the alarm bells are going off because all the major players here are just saying, whatever, uh, we, there's no definition of it yet, etc. All the while, they're frantically trying to build a bigger stick so that they can create weapons to scare the other nations. And as you know, these big nations, they keep themselves secure by trying to one up each other. And the biggest stick means they have the greatest control, which isn't great for us as civilians, but this is how these people gain control of the world is having the bigger stick. And now we're moving towards killer AI. And that's going to be a problem. A movie that can illustrate this as well for your records is was made in 2017 called Slaughterbots, and basically these Slaughterbots are um, these these sort of flying um, robots, the AI robots that would fly in swarms individually and select targets. So they can basically select, you know, you're a male in your 40s and you're or you're male in your 60s or you're female in your 20s, etc. And these robots would basically go and puncture a hole through your forehead or your head just to kill you instantaneously. Uh, and they can do these in swarms, etc. So if you want to get more scared, uh, please feel free to watch that movie called Slaughter Bots. That was made back in 2017. Now, as time goes on, AI is becoming cheaper. It's easier to build and they're scalable. So like I said in the previous comment about 
creating swarms is that once the development process is complete and you can make these things in mass, um, it really will become a, a situation that we can't even begin to imagine yet, right? We can only speculate, but we cannot imagine. So that is a, a scary thing. And to sort of wrap this podcast off, because I know I'm a bit over time, I apologize. But what I really want to hit home here is the fact that how can a robot or AI differentiate between wrong and right? And how can it differentiate between what's legal and what's right? And anyone in the military community can understand what I'm saying about this because or not just military, sorry, intelligence communities, etc. is the fact that how, how could a robot or, or AI differentiate between a 12 year old girl or a 32 year old man and decide between even in war, if that target, if that girl was a target to be eliminated, if she is doing reconnaissance, um, it would that AI kill her. Now, humans would be less, let's say, <laughs> less apt to kill that little girl because, you know, a little girl, she's not a combatant, she's not an adult. And um, AI would probably most certainly kill her. And really, that's kind of where the, the moral, legal, right and wrong kind of come into play, especially during warfare. So this will really, really, really make this a huge gray area for AI when it makes these decisions. And especially when the stuff gets released, it really would make a great situation out of all this. There's no black or white in this. Let me make that clear. It's a big, big gray area. So when it comes to lethal autonomous weapon systems, this is something that we need to make a serious consideration about. Um, we need to think about this in our everyday lives. And if we don't approve of this, this is something that we need to talk to our governments about and something that we need to make sort of that enforcement of, let's make sure we dot all our I's and cross our T's before we release these into the well. Otherwise, there's going to be a huge dramatic, I'm sure Hollywood type situation, which we all don't want to get into. It's great on the TV. It's funny. It's good to think about. But at the end of the day, in real life, this is not something that we should really consider unless we put some sort of thought into it or maybe some laws in place that protects all human beings across the world. So let's stop thinking of ways that AI can be used against us in terms of killing us. And let's look at ways that AI can enrich our lives that can make our lives more impactful, more successful, and make us see things that we can't see today. And I don't, I'm not anti-AI by any means. I think that AI is the next step in, in our human evolution. I think that these things can really help us understand our universe, help our uh, understand ourselves, and help us create a better world. And we should utilize those time, money, and resources into developing AI for the betterment of humankind versus the terminator effect as i like to call it so um let's stop creating these these things for evil let's start creating these things for good so i really want to end it with that because it's very important that we don't think you know creating these big weapons or tanks that can roll through your streets and target people and kill people is a, is a great idea so thank you for listening to darn it podcast with darnley g if you like our show and want to know more, like or subscribe, or please leave a review. Look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everyone. Bye-bye.